Conference Championship Weekend is over. There's one game left in the 2022-23 NFL season. And what did we learn? Well, we learned that the NFL doesn't only hate the Saints. Now they hate the Saints and the Bengals. We're going to get into that next. And a little fly, Eagles fly, all coming up next with Larry Holder on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends who think the refs cheated again. Oh, they were cheated. The Bengals were cheated. How can they do that? They were cheated. Oh, we're going to get into that right off the bat. This is Datitude, episode number 136 for a Monday, January the 30th. 2023, I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Speaking the Advocate and bet.nola.com. And if you think the NFL is fixed and they cheated the Bengals yesterday because who day became or who that became who day for three and a half hours yesterday, then you might want to skip forward about 15 minutes in this podcast. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking about, and I'm probably going to piss you off. How's that for an open? If you think that the NFL is fixed, stop watching the damn game. You are incorrect, sir or madam. They don't hate the Bengals. They don't hate the... You know, how many times do I have to say this over the course of a year? I mean, in fact, I should go back and count how many times I've said the following. You know how many fans, teams, fans think that the NFL hates their team? 32. There are 32 teams, fans, who thinks the NFL hates their team. They don't remember when they get the lucky breaks. They only remember when they get screwed or think they got screwed. So in the case of the Cincinnati Bengals, which obviously, and it's kind of ridiculous that we have to talk about this after a conference championship weekend. All right, the the first game, look, Philly and San Francisco, it was like watching, remember the Saints-Denver game? What was it, a couple years ago? Or was it year before last? It might have been year before last. Whatever it was when Denver didn't have a quarterback and the Saints just ran Taysom Hill for 60 minutes and they won easily. That's kind of what it was yesterday. Brock Purdy got hurt. The fourth-string quarterback comes in. Josh Johnson leads him to a touchdown, or maybe Christian McCaffrey led him to a touchdown. It's 7-7. And then Philadelphia scores this 14-7, and Josh Johnson gets hurt, and who knows what would have happened. I mean, they play that game again, and neither quarterback gets hurt. Who knows what would have happened? I don't think we'd take anything out of that game. But I'm not going to spend that much of my monologue talking about that game. Because the talk around social media, and this is why I can't get on Facebook or Twitter 
during a damn game. People are out of their minds. You're out of your minds. There's no conspiracy. And what was the biggest controversy of the Bengals-Chiefs game? Well, we know what it was. It was the extra play, the extra down, so to speak. Let's, just for a moment, besides the fact that the official was running onto the field when the play was being started, so it was clearly they were trying to stop the play. What do we think would have happened had Kansas City scored a touchdown on that play and they called it back, then the Chiefs fans would have thought they were getting screwed. Because it was coming back either way. It wasn't coming back if Kansas City did something bad, it was coming back, and if they did something good, it wasn't coming back. It was coming back either way. Okay. So, But beside all that, that play had zero and I mean zero bearing on that football game. What happened after the play? Eli Apple pulled in Eli Apple. He gets called for defensive holding, which was clearly defensive holding. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Eli Apple wasn't complaining about the call. I had my son text me after the game, obviously rooting for the Bengals. That's really screwed that up, and then they call holding on Eli Apple. Well, he was holding. What do you want him to do? Not call it? Because they, they screwed up the play before? No. You have to play the game it's supposed to be played. Okay. What happened after that? They gained a yard. 45 seconds ran off the clock, and they had to punt. It didn't change a thing. Nothing. Is there any controversy whatsoever that Joseph Asai pushed Patrick Mahomes when he had two feet out of bounds? Do you think that not should have should have not been called? You have to call that. They don't call that, and then that's all we're talking about. You have to call that. That's a boneheaded play. That dude's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. It happens every year that some big boneheaded play, it's not always in a championship game, but quite often it is, where some player has to live with something that he did that was boneheaded or makes a mistake. I mean, Eli Apple's made a ton of mistakes in his career. How that dude still has a job, and a starting job nonetheless, I have no idea. He likes to talk. I mean, there's nobody in the NFL that talks more smack as an awful player than Eli Apple. I think we can all agree on that part. But go back to the, I mean, you're talking about what... What is controversial that had any impact on the play, on the, on the game? Nothing. There was nothing that was controversial that had any impact on the game. Nothing. I went back and watched the second half last night. I, 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 didn't, I thought maybe I'm missing something. No, I'm not missing anything. The fact is that one team has Patrick Mahomes and the other team as a quarterback that's trying to be as good as Patrick Mahomes, and maybe one day he will be. I doubt it. I love Joe Burrow. And good Lord. I mean, people are going to say, oh, you're rooting for the Chiefs. No. I mean, you know, in a way, I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I wanted the two best teams to be in the, play, in the Super Bowl, and I think that's what we have. But I had futures on the 49ers and Bengals. I made more. I stood to make way more money if the Bengals won yesterday than if the Chiefs won. And I found myself kind of rooting for the Chiefs a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why. So 
again, regular listeners of this show know that I play poker on Sunday night. So I'm sitting around while I'm watching the game with about 26, 27 other people, and 24 of them were rooting for the Bengals. And I didn't have to get on social media. I heard it. Oh, there's a flag. There's a flag. Well, there's a flag because the dude was holding. Oh, there's a flag because the dude was offsides. Oh, there's a flag because he shoved the guy four feet out of bounds. Yeah, there were flags. I thought Ron, I mean, I don't think Ron Torbert and his crew did the greatest job in the world. And that, you know, I don't know what you were trying to, I don't know why they were trying to stop the play. I have no, I still don't know why they were trying to stop the play. But they were trying to stop the play. And again, had Kansas City scored a 60-yard touchdown on the play, it would have come back. <laughs> so, all you people, you, you're conspiracy theorists, just ask yourself a logical question. And ask it about the Saints first. Why in the hell would the NFL hate the Saints? I've never understood that. Why in the hell would the NFL want the Saints to lose? They keep coming back for Super Bowls. I heard somebody say yesterday, they'll never have the NFL draft here. Why not? They have Super Bowls here once every 10 years. And in all honesty, nobody really gets it more than once every 10 years anymore. It's, it's, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. So now why would, the, why would the NFL hate the Bengals? Why would they want... It's a storyline. They want to get Patrick Mahomes in there. Well, I mean, they could have got Patrick Mahomes in there before. Why didn't they cheat last year in the AFC Championship game? Nobody can answer that question. Well, they weren't expecting it. I mean, come on. The, the NFL's not fixed. Yeah, I mean, we got the, we, the Saints are the, what's the opposite of benefactor? The Saints got screwed from one play more than probably any other team in NFL history, at least the biggest moment of any game, the no call. There's no question that was a screw job. But I don't think anybody went into that game saying, if it comes down to the end, you're going to screw the Saints. Why would they do that? It's one person making a horrendous mistake. Maybe he had it in Look, referees are human. I hate to tell you this. They're human. They make mistakes. And that guy may have had it in his head. If it's close, I'm calling pass interference. Or if it's, if it's close or whatever, I'm not calling it or whatever. And he had already had it in his mind that he wasn't calling anything there. He wasn't going to decide the game. And he didn't see in his head because he already had a predetermined notion he wasn't throwing a flag. I don't know. But we can go back to all kinds of different plays. The Saints were, I mean, the Saints got every break possible in the game against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game in, on January 24, 2010. They did. They got away with things that today you could never get away with. Never get away with. They couldn't have hit Brett Favre like they hit him that day. In fact, that, kinda, that game probably helped change rules a little bit. Forget about Bounty Gate or whatever. That, that's a load of crap. I don't, I don't care about that. But I, I just, I, conspiracy theorists drive me up a wall. If you want to talk about 
a conspiracy with the grassy knoll and Lee Harvey Oswald, then that's a whole different story. Of course, he didn't act alone. We could get into that debate some other day. But when it comes to sports, the NFL's not fixing things. They don't benefit from fixing the Bengals-Chiefs game. Had the Bengals won, there'd be as just as many people watching the Super Bowl. There'd be just as much interest in Burrow versus Hurts than there would be Mahomes versus Hurts. There wouldn't be any less fewer dollars spent on advertising. There wouldn't be any fewer eyes when it comes to the ratings. You could say whatever you want. It doesn't make sense. And if something doesn't make sense, it's not true. It doesn't make sense. Stop it. If you fast-forwarded because you thought you got past this and got to Larry Holder, you were wrong. I'm not done yet. I might be kind of done. You get the point of what I'm talking about. It, it pisses me off. I mean, it really does because it's illogical. And things that are illogical, arguments that are illogical, piss me off. If you want to talk about, you know, Larry and I, Larry's about to come up, by the way, Larry Holder of The Athletic, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk a whole ton about this. Of course, we have to talk about it. We're going to talk about matchups and, and the teams and, and those sorts of things. We're going to talk a little bit about Sean Payton. But I just, I, I, it boggles the mind. It really does. I, I just, I don't, somebody's going to have to explain it to me. I have yet to hear a logical, solid argument for why the NFL would want to fix something. When someone can explain that to me and it's logical, I'm not talking about some crazy, dumbass theory. Whatever that might be. I mean, the Saints, uh, the NFL bent over backwards following Katrina to get the NFL back here. Tom Benson was trying to move this team to San Antonio. The NFL said, no, you're not moving. No one hated Tom Benson for that. I mean, it kind of stuck in my craw a little bit. I got to say, I'm not going to talk bad about the, uh, the departed. And Tom Benson saved the Saints from leaving New Orleans in the first place because they were about to go to Jacksonville in 1985. But he wanted to move that te- this team to San Antonio. And the NFL said no. So if it weren't for the NFL and then-Commissioner Paul Tagliabue, the Saints would have been gone. You wouldn't have, you would have never won a Super Bowl. The Saints would have never won a Super Bowl because they'd be in San Antonio. That's the truth. So the NFL saved the Saints from leaving. Someone is going to have to come up with a logical, re- someone, email me, at jderryoftheadvocate.com. In fact, if I didn't think I'd get a bunch of crackpots, I'd give out my cell phone number here, although it's not that hard to find. Get at Twitter, at Jim Derry Jr. on Twitter. Go ahead, tell me why this, why the NFL hates the Saints and now hates the Bengals. But I got to say, again, I said it. I don't know where I said it. I, I said it on a show or whatever. But, I, I, you know, I get the love for Joe Burrow, but it was kind of getting to me a little bit. I mean, come on. 
And you don't have anybody else to root for, so I get that part of it. But Joe Burrow is an Ohio guy. Sure, he led the LSU Tigers to the championship, national championship. They don't win without him. There's zero question that LSU doesn't win a national championship in 2020 without Joe Burrow. Zero question. So I get the love there. And you didn't have anyone else to root for. But all of a sudden, you're like jumping on a bandwagon like it's your local team. That kind of bothered me a little bit. But I think that we have the two best teams in the championship. I'm not, I don't know about, you know, Philadelphia, San Francisco, what would have happened had Purdy not got hurt? As lopsided as the score is, I don't think you know the answer to that. Because the defense at some point caved in. And um, I would have liked to have seen that game played. I mean, and look, yeah, I'm biased. I picked the 49ers and I picked the Chiefs to win. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, it, I think the 49ers at full strength are better than the Eagles. But they're not at full strength, and therefore the best team won. And now we're going into a Super Bowl where we have two great young quarterbacks. And I am interested in this matchup big time. Hurts against Mahomes is going to be... I mean, it's going to be a great matchup. They each do different things. How much will the ankle heal for Patrick Mahomes? Because let me tell you something. You can hate the Chiefs and think that the Bengals got cheated, but there is no one on this planet that can deny the heart that Patrick Mahomes showed on that last run and throughout the game, but especially in that last run. I mean, you want to talk about people giving up their bodies? How many players would have run the ball like he ran there and just given up his body? I mean, uh, people go, oh, well, la, 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 la. if you didn't want the Chiefs to win, you're not going to give him credit for it. But you're a fool and you weren't paying attention. Because the dude literally gave up. I'm not saying he could have lost his career by that play, but he certainly could have been laid up for a while if he got hit the wrong way running on that ankle to get that first down. If he doesn't get the first down there, it's going to overtime. And it might have gone to overtime anyway had Asai not shoved him when he was already out of bounds. Because they're not going to kick a 60-yard field goal right there. They're going to run one more play. Who knows? They could have got five or ten more yards, maybe. Um, But Harrison Butker is clearly capable of kicking a 60-yard field goal. Would he have? Probably not. But he might have. So, all kinds of things. We're going to get more into the matchup itself of Philadelphia versus San Francisco as the next week and a half goes by. And we're going to have a show uh, this Friday, and then we won't have another show until the following Friday. We're not going to have a show next Monday. But we got plenty of time to talk about it. We'll have Bayou Bets on this afternoon, Bayou Bets again. There plenty of shows talking about the Super Bowl and – Interesting the line how the line has moved already. Um, immediately following the game, it opened as pick'em. That lasted about four seconds. Betters were jumping all over the Philadelphia Eagles. It went to one. It stayed there for about four minutes before it went to one and a half. It stayed there for about a half an hour before it went to two. 
I did not look at it this morning, I must confess. Um, but I'm fairly certain it's still, depending on where you go and where you shop, it's still one and a half or two. What's going to happen over the next two weeks? I personally think it's going to go up to two and a half-ish, <clears throat> excuse me, and then start to come down a little bit. I think it's going to finish around two. But the Eagles are going to be favored. I would be very surprised if the Eagles aren't favored at this point. We'll see. What does that mean? That means you're betting against Mahomes if you're betting on the favorite. Got a lot of analysis to do over the course of the next two weeks. I'm going to go into how favorites do in the Super Bowl, how slight favorites do in the Super Bowl. We're going to go over through the officiating crew, what they've done, all sorts of things the next couple weeks. So stick around for that. But I want to get to Larry because Larry covers the NFL now for the athletic. And he and I have gone back and forth throughout the years. But he has got several great takes, and then we're going to wrap it up. Let's hear from Larry Holder. Welcome into the Dadtude podcast on this Monday morning following conference championship Sunday. It's Larry Holder of the athletic, my old friend, the guy who I love to trade with during baseball season. We're getting there. It's almost time for pitchers and catchers to report. How are you this morning, sir? Tired. Uh, it was certainly a long day yesterday. And by the way, I have already started scouting uh, who's going to be kept and who might not be in my team. And I'm wondering if, you know, Fernando Tatis is ever going to play again, even though I know he will. But hey, look, it, let's, uh, uh, it, it, I, I'm already there. So yeah, so that, that's the thing. NFL season's winding down. So I'm already getting ready for pitchers and catchers, like you said. Well, you, you got to love Fernando Tatis' schedule. He just, you know, I'm just going to take the first 80 games off every year, and then I'll come in, and we'll, everything will be fine. Yeah, so. that, that sounds like the uh, Indominus Sioux schedule or, like, the Odell Beckham <laughs> schedule. Like, that's what they do. Like, you know, uh, no doubt. Last, year, last year OBJ did that schedule, got to the Rams, even though he tore his ACL, won a Super Bowl. Indominus Sioux, now with the Eagles, said, ah, I'll just kind of get here when I get here, and then now he's on his way to a Super Bowl as well. Hey, there's no question about it. He he may have himself a ring. Let's get into the uh, the conference championships from yesterday. You cover the NFL for the Athletic, uh, so as you said, it was a huge busy day that probably didn't end until well into the Monday a.m. I'm guessing. But uh, my topic of the day is this, and you you're a lifelong Orleanian, so you you get where I'm going to go with this. Um, you know, before yesterday. Saints fans thought that the NFL only hated their team. And now Saints fans think that the NFL hates two teams, the Saints and the Bengals, as who they became or who that became who day yesterday. It is amazing the conspiracy theorists that have climbed out of every piece of woodwork in the city of New Orleans and its surrounding metropolitan area. I'm curious why you didn't throw the 49ers in there just because of uh, Devontae Smith's uh, catch, one-handed great catch, which is not a catch. And uh, then Brock Purdy all of a sudden was not called for. Uh, because the Saints fans don't give a rat's ass ball. about the 49ers. Well, that's pretty much true. But also the Eagles also blew out the 49ers and Brock Purdy got hurt. So, yeah, like it's that was it's amazing how officiating really took over both of those games, and I'm sure it's not exactly what the NFL would like to see, and yet we've seen these storylines before. 
they keep going and going and going. And so, honestly, I'm going to ask you, because I don't have a great resolution for this unless you replay everything. I mean, I don't have a great resolution. I mean, if you're going to leave this up to kind of humans, yeah. where do you go? Uh, so that that's the thing. I mean, when, when you have all these things, phantom downs, it's basically, oh, you know, Kansas City just has can, – they can score and take every down and have no clock and just do whatever they want. I mean, that that's – it's really pretty well, mind-boggling. The, the only thing I can think of, and, you know – my Boston friend Zach Ewing, who loves to uh, he loves to challenge. He says they should outlaw any punting inside the opponent's forty ever. Okay, so he thought that he's like going off on Kansas City punting there, which ended up winning them the game because they pinned Cincinnati deep, and then Cincinnati in turn had to punt, and then they you know Mahomes does what Mahomes does, and they got a little help from Mister Osai down there, but. Just play the game on Madden. That's a, forget it. Don't worry about the players anymore. You don't have to. You can make up names. I mean, no one ever gets hurt. There'll never be an officiating mistake ever. You don't have to just play it on Madden, and people can watch it. And all these people that you know, remember they boycotted the NFL. I saw so many people on Facebook last night who boycotted the NFL. And now they're talking about the conspiracy. Just play it on Madden. You don't have to worry about anything. How about that? Well, what if you have, like, a glitch on Madden? And all of a sudden, oh, it's, well. it's, it's over. Well, then that's your fault. But That's your fault because there's something wrong with your, your, your Xbox or your PS5, right? Right? I mean, that's your fault then. Look, okay, all of the officiating aside, even if it's Bengals, I mean, the Bengals had chances to win. I mean, look, that's the thing. No and question. So, yeah, you know, Joseph Asai, look, he does a boneheaded play. I mean, it didn't seem like a lot, but, I mean, it was a boneheaded play, and you could see his emotion after the game. Now, here's the thing. They could actually, even without that play, I mean, Butker can make a 50-some-odd-yard field goal. I mean, that's well, it been, not It would have been close to 60. It would have been right but at he, 60. He could still do it, but the conditions were not awful. But still, it's not like they couldn't have done it, but still, it's – it's something that the fact that we're, that's the first thing we're talking about because that was a great game, but the fact that we're talking about that and even in the in the previous game in the NFC title game where there was like a punt hit the sky the wire. cam wire and they couldn't even say that conclusively and, you know, things like that. It, it just goes to show you that the game is flawed. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And yet you talk about people potting the NFL – the game it's never is never going to happen. That's not happening. I'm sorry. It, it, it's as big as it's ever been, and it's it's not getting any smaller. No, I agree. And the game is certainly flawed, Larry. I mean, there's not much you can do about things like that. I mean, it, it is what it is. They they are humans on the field, and I don't think there was any one call or two calls or three calls or whatever that affected the outcome of this game. I mean. We'll talk about Philadelphia, San Francisco in a minute, but I mean that game reminded me of when the Saints played Denver, and Denver didn't have a quarterback, and it is what it is. And you knew that the the Saints were going to win that game. Taysom Hill didn't have—I don't know how many passes he threw, but it wasn't many. He didn't have to in that game. It was the same as yesterday. You know, Jalen Hurts threw for what 130, 140 yards. It didn't make a difference. So I mean, you know, when you talk, your eyes see one thing, but they want to let you see reality. And the fact is. That Kansas City was the better team yesterday. I mean, not by a lot. 
don't get me wrong, it was a really close game. You look at the stats, it was close. Kansas City won the stats. But to me, you got a one-legged quarterback who may turn out to be the best football player who's ever lived one day. I'm not saying he's there yet, but Patrick Mahomes very well could finish his career as the best player who ever lived. It, you know, it'll be a debate for sure. The dude playing on one leg and he threw for 300 and some odd yards, and he just did what he does. He wins. Absolutely. I mean, look, here's the thing. We can even complain about the phantom down. Which, didn't have, got, which, by the way, had no bearing on the game whatsoever. Exactly. The Bengals still got the Chiefs off the field. I mean, it ran a little bit of clock. I mean, if that's if that's really just 45 seconds, yeah. Right. So that's the thing. Uh, so it didn't really have a bearing. Look, you look at the first half, and I, I felt like the Chiefs were winning by 20. I mean, they should have been up bigger than what they were. And it had a similar feel of what the game was last year when the Chiefs were up big and then the Bengals – chipped away right before halftime and then came back. So it ha- that game had that kind of feel. Uh, but still, I don't think there's any doubt that the Chiefs, you could see it, they felt like the better team uh, yesterday. They felt like the better team probably last year, and, and the Bengals kind of got in uh, to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that, yesterday they, they were just the better team. And they had no answers for Chris Jones. I mean, look, the, when no. you're playing backup linemen – and, look, the Bengals, they were concerted in going out and uh, repairing their offensive line. Yesterday, they played two of their five starters. I mean, three of them right. are out. And it just go- goes to show you, like, Max Sharpering. Like, he was a starter with the Texans last year. The Texans didn't even want him back. It just goes to show right. you that he's not a viable starting offensive line. So, Chris Jones had, uh, had a day with him. Uh, but still, the Bengals were able to make their magic. But, look, it, to me, I, I feel like these two teams are so good. And they're, they're quarterback-wise, e- yeah, evenly matched. I mean, we'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably – we could see them again <laughs> in the AFC Championship game next year. It could be three in a row. And so, I, I, look, I think it's just – it's I, and, uh, look, you know me. I'm a tennis guy. It's almost like, hey, it's if, it, it's if it, Djokovic – or Nadal or Federer in their heyday, if they if any of those three play each other, it could it's a flip coin right. uh, because they're all all of them are are top notch, and it's just whoever's better on that one day. There, there's no doubt about it. I think that's perfectly said, um, and I, I think there's an excellent chance that you see these two in the in, the, in a conference championship game. Maybe not again next year, but I think with the young, you know, both Burrow and Mahomes are in their twenties. I think at this point, it'd be almost a surprise if you don't see them playing at each other in a, in a conference championship game again. And the, the fact that they're going to probably both finish first in the division plenty of more times, you're certainly going to see them play each other almost every year. So that's going to be fun to watch, even if it's just in the regular season. I almost look um, at it like at this point, it could be a brewing of like a, a Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, you've got the quarterbacks, and it, it could certainly become that. Because Josh Allen, look, I, look, I, look, I, everyone was hot on the on the Bills bandwagon. Uh, they got some things to fix, and so it, it, at, at this point, Josh Allen might be like that Philip Rivers guy. I don't know. He might be uh, kind of the third and that, that third fiddle that might randomly get in. But right now, I'm seeing Burrow, Mahomes, just kind of like Peyton uh, versus Brady. I, I think there's absolutely no doubt about that. Didn't you get a feel yesterday though that you know the 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 Kansas City defensive front and, and, you know, Jones and Clark, they were almost like, remember Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor and I daily, like, standing in the NFL, NFL films going, 
y'all got to do better than this. I mean, that's kind of what I, what I felt like yesterday. I mean, especially in the first half. I mean, they did fix it and got a little bit better in the second half. But, man, I mean, Burrow's got, last week, at least against Buffalo, he had one, two, throw. It was one, two in your face. I mean, the Bengals, they can't. You talk about the O-line woes and, and, and who they're playing with and, you know, retreads and injuries. Injuries are what they are. They were – it affected Mahomes, and it, it certainly affected uh, yesterday's San Francisco 49ers. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, both teams are banged up. I mean, it, it depends on what you want to talk about. Like, but, but there's no – just kind of the attrition in the NFL. I mean, we're talking about – we haven't even really talked Eagles – 49ers, but I mean, Josh Johnson's their fourth quarterback. I mean, the fact that they're in the NFC championship game is like miraculous. Who led them to a touchdown, by the way? Right. Exactly. Well, uh, no, Christian Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But still, it's miraculous. And and it's certainly something that, like I said, the Bengals tried to, and they did, make their offensive line better. But they all got hurt. I mean, look, Lyle Collins out for the year. Jonah Williams, who was their left tackle wasn't very good. He was the one holdover as a starter on their offensive line from last year. Uh, he was hurt. Uh, you look at uh, Alex Kappa. Alex. I mean, there's a reason why they, they, they signed him within about two minutes in the free agency from Tampa because he was an upgraded guard. Uh, they had to move Volson, uh, who's a second-year guy from guard to tackle him. He actually was solid. Uh, and then they got Ted Karras at center. So, look – but also, of course, we're talking injuries. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he was obviously hurt, and yet he played uh, as well as you could have hoped for outside of him trying to do a Larry Holder pass, and it went backwards. So, it, you know, it, a little, little different than what I did. So, it, it, but it, you, you deal with that stuff. And, uh, but I think it just goes to show you because think of the matchup earlier this year where Cincinnati beat the Chiefs. Their O line was more intact. And it was still a three-point game. So right. these two teams, I feel like they're so evenly matched uh, that they figure out a way, even if they're injured, you think maybe one side could be a blowout. It's not. It's They're, they're two extremely good teams. And it, it to me, like I said, I look forward to seeing them in the future uh, when they're kind of fully healthy. I mean, you know, I'm curious to see what happens uh, when you have a full O-line and a healthy Mahomes and, uh, you know, you got some – you're not dealing with other things. And so, yeah, I, look, I, I think that's just something that you deal with attrition, and that's the way of the NFL. And, look, the Eagles dealt with some attrition throughout the year. The 49ers dealt with some attrition throughout the year. Who? It's the teams who can get through that because everybody's got them, but you got to just kind of deal with them and uh, kind of gut it out. Larry Holder here with me this morning on the Datitude podcast uh, on this Monday morning. Following conference championship weekend, which is always, well, I always kind of sad. It's probably not all that sad to Larry because things will begin to slow down. When you cover the NFL, you can actually take a little bit of breath. Yeah, the my time's not off when the Saints are over. Guess what? My time's just like really starting to really ramp up. So I don't have that luxury anymore. Well, there was, there was a time uh, not very long ago when if you, were, if you covered the Saints, you pretty much weren't off until after after conference championship weekend anyway. So those days are long gone. Uh, but we'll we'll touch on the Saints before we let you go today. Um, it, you know, you talk about the Chiefs, and now again we're going to talk about Philadelphia, San Francisco in just a second. But you talk about the Chiefs and focusing on them, and obviously when they go to the Super Bowl, everything's going to depend on the health of. 
Patrick Mahomes, but now with two weeks off, he may lay in bed for a week. Who knows? I mean, but you got to think the way he was able to play and that, that last play and he gets pushed out of bounds and he, well, he's out of bounds and he gets shoved and he gets the extra 15 yards. But I want to know how many players on the planet would even dare to do that with his ankle. He, he basically, I don't want to say he risked his career, but he certainly risked a chance of playing in the Super Bowl by taking off on that play. And it just goes to show all these people on Twitter who want to say, you're not a player, you don't understand, I might be ruining my career. You got a guy out there with one leg saying, you know what, the hell with it, screw it, I'm going to do this on my own, and I don't care if I can't walk tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about Patrick Mahomes. Is this the point of the podcast where I bring back up where Mark Ingram went out of bounds like two yards short of a first down and maybe could have changed? I didn't mention any names. (laughs) I didn't mention a single name. I I think I I might have just done that for you. Uh, I actually like Mark Ingram. I don't don't necessarily think he's one of those players, but there are some people that wear black and gold that would not have done what – Patrick Mahomes did yesterday. In fact, there are some people wearing black and gold that wouldn't have even been on the field if one of their appendages was bothering them. Just, I got a little boo-boo on one of my appendages. I think I'm going to take the season off. Not mentioning any names, but we know who they are. I, I, I can't imagine who you're talking about. Uh, of I, course. I, it's not Mark Ingram. Uh, look, I'm with you. Look, Mark Ingram has been a, a tough player, and that was – a bad spot for him, but uh, no. I'm, but uh, let's get back to Mahomes. I mean, we don't need to throw Michael Thomas under the bus. Oops, did I just? Oh, 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 oh I can't believe you said that out loud. I may have to edit that out. Oh wait, I forgot to edit it out. How do I know? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I remember back in the day when you just used to just rip uh, local politicians. So I mean, we, I think we're pretty sure we could just rip Michael Thomas. I have yeah. never ever ripped a local politician, Billy Nungusser. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, Mr. Lieutenant Governor, he's full of it. It's not true. Okay, go back to eating your buffet. Now we're back. Okay, go ahead. It just never never gets let go. But no, back to Mahomes. That's what makes him special. I mean, look, it's it's not just one or two. It's like all of these intangibles. That that's why he is who he is. And here's the thing: if we're talking quarterbacks, like Joe Burrow, to me, would do the same thing. But there's not many others. Like Josh Allen, I feel like, would do the same thing. Even though he might be uh, a little uh, not not on the same radar, but I feel like someone in terms of quarterbacks, like I feel like Lamar Jackson would do the same thing. Like he puts his body in the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you could say, he's not, but he's not on the same level. But still, he's someone who, look, he brought. Like, Could he play there at the end? We don't. Who knows? Well, look, he's got a contract coming up. But I, I don't yeah, think that's. Exactly. Uh, well, I still feel like I, I'm putting Lamar Jackson in that category. I mean, okay. that's the reason why you and me are, uh, we could be, uh, you know, debating uh, all day long. But still, I, I, Jalen Hurts, I feel like the same thing. Like, he played hurt, and it showed Agreed. It showed uh, in his last couple of games. And then when he got healthy, even though he didn't have to put it all on his shoulders. Healthier. Yeah, yeah. Even though he didn't have to put it all on his shoulders because the Eagles can just run through everybody at this point. Their offensive line and their running backs can, can make things happen. But Jalen Hurts is another quarterback who like, he has no problem putting his body in the line and, and, and going the extra gear. And Part so, the pun, putting it on his shoulders. I, I got yeah, what you did there. I didn't actually mean to <laughs> put a pun. I mean, I, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just writers write and people talk, and that's just the way we are, Jim. But, no, look, it, it just goes to show you why 
It was the fifth straight time Kansas City hosted the AFC Championship game. And you're not doing that without Patrick Mahomes and him being gutsy and, and doing these sort of things. Uh, so, uh, look, uh, to me, it's you're going against – you're going to see a Super Bowl where, in my eyes, it's MVP one, MVP two. You could flip them both around. I think Hurts is the MVP. Uh, Mahomes is going to win it. But still, it just goes to show you the two of the gutsiest players in the NFL at the most important positions. That there's a reason why they're playing in the Super Bowl, and they both deserve it. And that look, I'm like I I I want to see where we go from here because I think uh, this is going to be an awesome game. I think the Super Bowl is going to be a really awesome game. I agree wholeheartedly, and I. You know, I don't agree with you about Jalen Hurts, but it's certainly a conversation. I mean, you you could sit here; it's actually a, a, a debate. It's not, you know, it's not it's nothing silly. I mean, you look. Can, I feel like yeah. that my Hurts MVP argument. I am in the minority. I get it, but I just feel like yeah, I don't think it's ridiculous. Yeah, you take Hurts away, and you saw them go zero and two, uh, and they they were a different team without. And so they're not going to Super Bowl different... without him. No, no. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a threat. And you got to prepare for him both ways, running and, and passing. The thing is, to me, and we're just veering off, but to me, yeah, what, okay. what, what, what hurts, sure like, I feel like that his biggest improvement was him as a passer. I mean, his accuracy got better. His decision-making got better. And that just made him so much more dangerous. And it opens things up for Miles Sanders or a Boston Scott or a Kenneth Gainwell. And you got a good offensive line. But still, like, the fact that he – can make you pay throwing it. I know he missed the deep ball and to AJ Brown, but look, that happens. Like everybody does that. Uh, so he makes it. He's made himself far more dynamic from one year to the next. That it's it's rare that you see that happen. It happened maybe to Josh Allen last year, where he got better as a passer, and yet he's he's you know he still got the movement. But for Jalen Hurts, uh, the fact that he got so much better as decision making accurate passer that makes him so much more dynamic than he was and it's hard to see him kind of falling off of that because it almost seems like the light has clicked and he's got it Larry you and I have been working together for quite a while now been doing shows together off and on for, for quite a while now have you I mean you've heard me go on diatribes I mean any show I do it takes like it's like 10 different roads. We, we never take one straight. You never go straight down I-10 to your destination. No, 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 no. You get off, you go down airline, you turn down. You wait, well, let's go down to two lane. Let's go the back way. That's that's how I work. Good thing we don't have like commercial breaks or like hard breaks where top of the hour. No, that's not the way that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a good hard break guy. Um, hence, we do podcasts. I mean, I can go short or long as, as I want. All right, uh, we never really talked about the game itself in San Francisco, Philadelphia, and, and you know, obviously Jalen Hurts is, is a key factor in that game, although yesterday didn't have to do a lot. And I, and I, and I told you what I thought about San Francisco. The question, the big, here's the big question I have, and I'm going to see if you agree with me or not. I don't think we have any idea what would have happened had Brock Purdy not gotten hurt. I mean, sure, it's, it's a blowout when you look at this score and you may not even remember that much. 15 years from now. Oh, yeah, I remember Purdy got hurt and he didn't play. Oh, they might not even remember who Brock Purdy is 15 years from now. So and they might be trying to remember his name. Who knows? But the point is, if he doesn't get hurt, I feel like it, it, the whole demeanor changed, especially after Josh Johnson went out. I don't think we know what would have happened. I still think that San Francisco is a better overall team. 
I'm assuming you're going to disagree with me, and that's okay, but I just want to get your take on what do you think might have happened had Purdy not gotten hurt? Well, I'll just put it to you this way. Uh, I picked the Bengals to win, and I picked the 49ers to win before the game. So, I, look, I, I felt like the 49ers were capable of going in there and winning it, and I wasn't necessarily going to put it all on Brock Purdy's shoulders, but, I mean, Josh Johnson, he's been on seriously 14 teams. So it's not like he's he, you're really relying on him to win you the game. And so, like, I felt like, like I said, I felt like the 49ers could go in there and win. And so it's, it's a different dynamic, though, when uh, you're on the road, the Eagles have a good defense. They're not – it's not like they're the best defense in the world, but they're, they're – I felt like the 49ers had a better defense to, to slow someone like the Eagles down. Agreed. And so the 49ers have all kinds of playmakers, and Kyle Shanahan can make things happen offensively. And there's a, they were 7-0 with Brock Purdy as a starter before going in there. So why would I think otherwise? And so it's something to me that we're never going to know. And no, we're not. We may never, we may, may never see this matchup again. I mean, who knows? Because you never know what happens. I mean, it, it, the AFC is, seems consistent. The NFC is obviously not consistent. I mean, last year, what was it? Uh, the Rams and 49ers and Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo was a quarterback. And uh, now they, four quarterbacks later, you know, they, they got back to the NFC, the NFC championship game. So uh, it's, I felt like the 49ers, to me, were going to go in there and win. So that's, and I, like I said, I don't know if it was all on Brock Purdy, but when that when he's out, I mean that changes everything. And yeah. the fact that you had to ponder going to Christian McCaffrey as your quarterback, which kind of uh, should have, but not that it would have made a difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you you weren't throwing the ball anywhere, and it, it just sometimes just bad things happen. You're like, that's it. I mean, we we got what else can we do? So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I think that this would have been obviously a tighter game, but. Uh, my pick was the 49ers, and so uh, I felt mine was too. If yeah. Purdy would have been in there, they would have won. I picked the 49ers, and I picked Chiefs to win. I wanted the Bengals to win. I had futures on both the 49ers and the Bengals. So, of course, it was – I said anything but Eagles-Chiefs. And, of course, that's what we got. I, I kind of knew it this, this whole week. I, I, you know, we're talking about going in on – I'm going to go on road number 11 here. Go down a, another different road. I mean, I'm, so – my big screen goes out right before the division, divisional round, okay? So I'm like, well, let me make sure that I go get a new big screen. I won fantasy football. I'll use that money. I'll get me a new big screen. I'll have it up just in time for conference championship. I have to wait until Friday. I go through the whole rigmarole of getting up, getting a friend to help me mount it. That takes an hour. Get it up. I turn on. It's got a crack on the inside. Can't be watched. That, that, I, I knew then, and I'm not joking. I'm like, okay, well, I really should probably go bet a paycheck on an Eagles-Chiefs parlay <laughs> because it's going to happen, and it happened. So, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We we live our lives and you know, third-world problems. and Third-world problems, yeah. We're betting on football. We're talking about cracks in our exactly. uh, flat screens. Yeah, exactly. definitely, definitely third-world problems. They don't do that in Ethiopia? We don't do that in Algiers. I mean, I know you live across the lake. We don't do that in Algiers, man. The hell they don't do that in Algiers. <laughs> I lived in the West Bank for the first 30 years of my life, pal. They definitely uh, do that in, in the West Bank. I know, I know. You're, um, you're, a, you're a shite. 
Yep, yep. Hank Tooney's back, baby. Uh, all right. Uh, Bengals and uh, Bengals. Eagles and the Chiefs going into the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57. I need to get Ricky Jackson on the show again, probably, since it's Super Bowl 57. Um, what are your preliminary thoughts? I think, um, look, they're the two number one seats for a reason. Um, you know, I, I have not been very high on the Eagles throughout the season, but that being said, even with what happened yesterday, you got to say the two best teams, at least yesterday, are making it to the Super Bowl, both deserving. I think it's going to be an interesting game. There are, there are things that these teams do great, and the other side maybe doesn't do so well, and then vice versa. So I think it could be a higher-scoring game. I've, I'm going to look at it in the sense that the Eagles and their offensive line are far more equipped to handle the Chiefs and their defense because it's not like the Chiefs are this gigantic defensive team. They're just not. So I feel like the Eagles can handle that. And that, that it's going to come down to that to me I mean, because if the Eagles can run the ball, and they've been running all, all over everyone, it's it's going to be game over because they can dictate what they do. I really feel like that Eagles, the Eagles defensively, uh, they can kind of mix and match what they do. I mean, Hassan Reddick, he's, he he's one of the most under, he's one of the most underrated defensive players in I the agree. league. And he's, he's really everywhere. I feel like whatever team he's been on the last three years, he gets to the quarterback. And then yeah. you, you just throw him in the mix with – uh, some of the pieces that they have, uh, I just feel like that that dynamic, whether it's the front of the Eagles defense and the front of the Eagles offense, I feel like they can withstand whatever Kansas City is going to throw at them. So uh, to me, I, I didn't even really think too much about who I was going to pick, but I probably just talked myself into it. I'm going to take the Eagles to beat the Chiefs. Okay, good. I feel much better. About the Chiefs now. Um, <laughs> well, oh, really, let me guess. Let me guess. You're going to come back in like two weeks and play all the bloopers again of everything I've done. Oh, no, no. Play. Well, you know, I might. I might. I mean, nothing. I don't put anything past. I mean, you know, that's always fun. Roasting Larry Holder is some of the most fun times I've had in my in my short broadcasting career now. I mean, it's it's just, just fun. I, but people can't see the little confetti and stuff. They, At they least I'm self-deprecating. It. Like, I can actually make fun of myself. So I hope it takes some of the joy out of you making fun of me, but I know it doesn't. If you're not self-deprecating, I don't think you can be on the show. I mean, <laughs> I, I pound myself into the turf probably more than anyone else does. Um, I fear that you make Jeff Duncan cry all the time. So I don't know. You, you don't know what happens after. It's this. hard to be mean to Jeff Duncan, though. You've Why? worked with him forever. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you can forever. you can get little jabs in, but you can't. Yeah, but you know, I can like give you this really like I can give you something that would hurt most people's feelings, and I know it's gonna roll. You'll pretend like it hurts your feelings, but you don't care. Uh, you I won't pretend even pretend like, like it hurts my feelings. I mean, it's sometimes like, it really you do. Doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> it gets me right here. <laughs> yeah, right. But Jeff Duncan, sometimes you're like, looking, you know, I don't, I don't know. And it's a little, it's a little, little trust different. me. Uh, uh, every uh, for uh, as long as we did Duncan Holder, I tried to rile him up on purpose plenty of times, just purposely, yeah. just like uh, just throwing like something I know that's going to drive him nuts or do something. And then it, it doesn't drive him as nuts as I thought. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I, I gotta find something else. Do you know a more even keeled guy than Jeff Duncan? 
happen. Uh, but say for as much uh, grief as he gets, yeah, if if, if if you can't, if anyone can take the heat, it's him. There's no question. I mean, it just it's the same, <laughs> no matter what. You know, you, you talk about you know, unless it's like RDA. Louisville basketball or Kentucky. Like, oh yeah, that's that's like the, where where he draws the line and loses. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna or when possibly. I have him on. I'm gonna have him on the Friday before the day before the Kentucky Derby, and I'm gonna let him make him his pick, and I'm gonna tell him how wrong he is. Well, that that might get him. That's wrong. a big field. I mean, they have a lot of horses in the Kentucky Derby. But I'm gonna tell. I'm it's just not gonna like picking what, the Belmont winner where there's usually yeah, but like I, four horses left. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'll just tell him how wrong he is of. Fool's gold can't win this. What are you, crazy, Duncan? I don't even know what the, who the horses are. Whatever. Um, Dude, we've reason... veered off on the West Esplanade. At, at it's the... fun, though, but that's why people listen to this show. I mean, it, 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 I think. I don't know. I don't, maybe they like to listen to me be a dumbass. I don't know what it is, they, but they've been listening. Um, I, I'm going to tell you why I like the Chiefs, um, all kidding aside. And it's one reason. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what do the Eagles do best? They stop the run. They're, they're, they might be the best team, and I don't care about stats. I think they are number one in rushing defense. Or they're number two. They're either number one or number two in rushing defense. But I know this, and I know that they have a great pass rush, and by whatever pass rush metrics people were using yesterday, I mean, people can find any stats they want to, to fit their narrative, right? I mean, you and I both know that. So even if they're a great pass rush team, it's hard to rush this dude. I know this. They're mediocre when it comes to to – overall pass rating, which is what I look at, and that's yards per game. They were 16th in the NFL, and people didn't – I mean, people were trying to throw the ball against them because they're usually behind when they play the Eagles. So, to me, that's more like a 22nd or 23rd. And so, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to throw the ball. I don't know that the Eagles have as, – as they have a very good secondary, but I don't know that they have anyone that can stop a Kelsey – I don't know using McKinnon oh, out of the backfield. I'm going to bring up a guy. Oh, I'm okay. going to bring up a guy. I'm going to let you do it now. Go ahead. And I mean, Saints the Chiefs can't run the football. Saints go ahead. are going to love the guy I'm going to bring up. Oh, God. Here we go with the CJ GJG Gardner Johnson, baby. He's going to take Kelsey. Oh, and it's going to be pick six. Oh, it's going <laughs> to gonna be glorious. And Saints fans are going to. Uh, Oh, I can't believe they traded him. I can't believe they traded him. Even though he was never going to play here, didn't want to play here with the cancer in the locker room, I can't believe they traded him. <laughs> I, look, it could be C.J. Garner-Johnson or Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, take your former Saint and put him on a Super Bowl team, and that's the way it's going to work. I mean, that's the elixir, do you know? They get Malcolm Jenkins, win the Super Bowl. They're going to get C.J. Garner-Johnson, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, look, Eli everybody, knows, oh, wait, everybody no, knows they're going to go after Kelsey. I mean, that's... It, 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 that's the amazing thing is that people still can't stop it. I would say Jacksonville didn't matter to them. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when, when you look at, to me, I just brought it up uh, earlier. I, I, I could see why you like the Chiefs, and yeah, but Mahomes also went and laid an egg against Tampa. I mean, they, they lost this. And that should have been, I'm sure, again, another painful thing that Saints fans are probably thinking, well, we should have been in that yep. Yeah, I mean, they they beat Tampa and owned Tampa, and yet Tampa went there and won. But so, Hold on to the damn ball. Yeah, exactly. Oh, poor, who's it? Old, old Jared Cooksey? Jared Cook. If he doesn't fumble, that's the Saints in the Super Bowl and not Tampa Bay. Although they might not have gone to Green Bay and won, so who knows? Well, they might have. I mean, Green Bay can, can barely even get to the Super Bowl, so it doesn't even matter. Well, I'm Dan, so. not now. Right. Well, even then. I mean, it couldn't even really then. So, But uh, it's – 
I get what you're saying. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the best player on the field. I mean, there's no question about that. And Kelsey is, I mean, probably number two. I mean, I mean Chris Jones might be three. So I, I, I get like, they, but then after that, where does it go? It, it takes, I could I'd probably name like eight Eagles after that. So would you rather have one, two, three, or numbers four through 11? Uh, in would terms you of have players in the field? Would you rather have Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni? Oh, come on. Don't even kind of joke. I mean, you can try, try to come Andy, up with a, Andy Reed try to come up with scenario where you would rather have Nick Sirianni. Andy Reid draws mustaches on people's in a, uh, in a exactly. plane, and, and, and Mahomes falls for it. So, I would like, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like, obviously, that, I mean, that's, that's a bit of a no-brainer, but we've also never seen Nick Sirianni in, in this scenario. I mean, that's uh, they want Doug Peterson won with the Eagles. Who would you rather? Doug Peterson's coach, a good coach. Who would you rather then, Doug Peterson or Bill Belichick? I mean, that's obvious, but still, Peterson still won. So it's it, it when when you get to that, I mean, there's a couple decisions that are probably going to you know change the scope of the game, but. Still, it's players. To me, I feel like the Eagles are a deeper team. And I feel like uh, – You might be right. I I mentioned three superstars on the Chiefs. There's no question to me. Players number one, two, three would be Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones. But then, like I said, the Eagles – I I, I could probably name a couple of offensive linemen on the Eagles that would be better than any other of the other players. Another guy named Kelsey? Well, he'd be one of them. Lane I mean, Johnson. Lane Johnson. I mean, he's banged up and he's still playing well. But yeah, that's the thing. You know, AJ Brown, and, uh, and it's not like Miles Sanders is some game breaker to me. Uh, but I, he's a good player. I mean, the Eagles. I mean, the Chiefs don't. Who, who runs the ball for them? I mean, remember when Clyde no Edwards-Alaire was supposed to be the greatest thing ever? I mean, is he even on the team? I mean, does he even exist? I mean, they're no, probably on their like eighth round. Well, Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is going to be a legitimate. I'm not saying star, but I think next year, and I mean, you can run this back if you want. I think next year, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be in the running for the Pro Bowl. I think they're going to change a lot of things that they do next year and center it more around this guy because this dude's a real deal. And uh, I was told that before the season. He never really got a real shot, I think, until towards the end of the season. And I don't think they tried to run him enough yesterday, as a matter of fact. But Well, we said, we said the same thing about Claude Edwards-Alaire, and now they have, like, Jarek McKinnon, who's, like, it's a different team. kind of back. I get yeah, it. But you're right. They, they're not a team that's going to be built to run the football. I mean, they're just. No, it's not who they are, they I guess. Are. Well, no, I mean, look, and I got to go through, and then I'm sure you're going to do the same thing. You know, this is a preliminary uh, conversation, I'm, and I've done it before. I've come out and said who I think is going to win the game, and then on, on a Monday, and then we still got an extra week, and then on Thursday, I say something different because I go through and I look at it, do analysis, and you know, do numbers against numbers and see what you I see. You sound like I that guy who does, like, 12 brackets. Do I one. sound like a guy who is a do sports one. betting writer. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, well, because you can make – you could bet on both teams, and it depends on what you – There is play. a way to bet on both teams, as a matter of fact. I and know. yesterday, I had bets on both Kansas City and Cincinnati and had San Francisco lost by fewer than nine points. I would have won them because they both would have covered the way that I bet it. I'm really ticked off about that. So, My friend, I, I had, I had I the both bet. team bet right. 
Is this bad? You know, I'm on this podcast, and it's about, no. it's usually about betting, but I don't bet. I mean, I it's actually about not odds, but I don't bet. I went into this thing thought it was going to be more of a betting podcast, and it's really not. I mean, it's. I mean, <laughs> we we make our picks and stuff like that, but it's really not a betting. It's more about New Orleans sports and times like this when it's about the national sports level. But um, you know, so I may change my mind. I guess is the point. I doubt it. But when it comes down to it, the the number one thing for me is not even Sirianni versus Reed. It's what do the Chiefs do better than anyone else? And that's throw the football. And the Eagles are just mediocre and covering the pass. And so I don't even think the Chiefs are going to pretend to try to run the ball. And I know that the, the Eagles will be able to run. But when you're talking about one team that's able to, to run, 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 which is what the Eagles do against one team that's been able to pass, 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 pass. It's actually going to be fly Chiefs fly and not fly Eagles fly because the, the Eagles are going to be more of a run and pound, ground and pound. We're going to pound you into oblivion kind of thing. I agree with you with the offensive line thing. But Jalen Hurts, I, to me, as good as he looked, there's still something there. Mahomes can play at 80%. I'm not sure that Hurts can play 85% and win the Super Bowl. We'll see if the shoulder is 100%. But he definitely was not trying to do things that he normally does. He wasn't. He did a couple times, but he didn't just take off and run around like he normally does. And to me, but that he is didn't a have deal. to against a great defense. Look, the 49ers. I know he didn't defense, have to. And they didn't have to. The Chiefs are not a great defense. So, you, you I mean, why would. Well, I mean, the first quarter would, and a half. Why would the success even be? Like, I would think they'd be even more successful against the Chiefs. It, it built a two-minute warning the first half. He really had to and didn't. I mean, people forget this was a tight game until Josh Johnson, uh, go. you know, what is it, fumble, interception, or whatever the hell that was there at the end of the half. It was a he tight dropped game. The ball. He literally dropped, dropped the Yeah, dropped he Aaron Brooks did. <laughs> yeah, he Aaron Brooks did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but whatever. I mean, so I'm talking about the entire. If you go back and watch this game, the entire first half, I think this was tight. So I mean, well, yeah, that's they the 49ers. I mean, they're a good defense. But look, if you grind and pounding, I mean, a lot of times. Well, that's where I'm getting it from. Hurts didn't run around in that first that first half. We didn't he have picked to. His, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. We'll see. You're not you're not changing my mind. I mean, uh, I'm I mean, not trying, trying to change your mind. Well, you, uh, well, you're not going to. Like, I don't have to flip flop. Like, I'm wearing flip flops currently because you know that's my shoe of choice. But I'm not. No, I'm, I'm dude. I'm I'm more staunch on the Eagles. I, I didn't even have a pick going in the podcast. Now I'm, I'm weighing de- on the Eagles. I'm definitely playing this back now. I wasn't gonna <laughs> before, but I can't wait till to show this to Duncan and we're gonna play this. But the what fact that I'm you right, like, if I'm right, are you gonna play it back or no? No. I'm even wearing green. I didn't realize it. If you're right, you think I'm going to play it back if you're right? No. And, and, and play back me being wrong? No. Come on, man. I'll start my own uh, datitude and, and just, like, put two T's. At the, at, at, then you got to learn how to edit. you got to learn how to edit audio and video. You're not going to do all that. Oh, you don't, no, you don't, you're right. Never, you, don't, you don't care about that. No, no, you'll never. I used to have Clyde do that. Not, not yeah, either right. I know. That's not your, your thing. <laughs> All right, before I let you go, uh, and I appreciate you taking this much time on a Monday morning, got to talk about, oh, you know, what they're talking about here in New Orleans, the Saints of John Payton. And, uh, it, you know, uh, Duncan and I both said about three weeks ago, it was more likely than not even three weeks ago that Sean Payton wasn't going anywhere. I, don't, I just didn't see the right fit for Sean and the Saints. It wasn't – all people talked about this entire time is, well, he's going to want to go there because – and he's going to go here, and Denver's going to open its pockets. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But the only card the Saints hold right now 
The only card they hold right now is Sean Payton. And they weren't going to just let him walk to anywhere unless they got what they wanted in return. I just don't think it worked out for, for both sides with one team. I mean, I looked at it more in the sense of what works for Sean. I mean, I knew the compensation, and people are thinking, oh, well, they could trade the number three pick. I'm like, that's never going to happen. happen. Like, ever. Like, no, that's not the way any of the trades for a coach has ever worked, ever. You're not trading, like, a top ten pick for a coach. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, and just look at what Carolina did. I mean, they went and got Frank Wright. I mean, they weren't going to pay the price for Sean Payton. I mean, that's, that's just what they did. And was so, never going to happen. Right. And so, to me, I, I never liked any of the fits for him in the first place. But also, I think this is the first time in a long time, and he admitted this again yesterday on TV, like all these teams, they there's a reason why they have head coaching vacancies. I mean, it's not because Bill Cowher retired, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, it, it, something like that. And Mike Tomlin, they hired him. Like, and he's been there for now 17 years away. Right. I mean, that those – situations are extremely rare and so you look at it in that sense and I could I could pick apart all the places and say I don't think Sean would like this I don't think Sean would like that and you're right though I didn't really think uh, as much about Mickey Loomis being staunch on the compensation and I mean and Sean mentioned it publicly I think he's doing that also to I don't think he wants to like screw over the Saints like I think that's part of it too so as much as he wants to get there, he knows what it would cost. And if it doesn't work out for him, guess what? He goes back to TV and he wins the picks panel and he gets this like cart- comic book cartoon character on TV and uh, he lives an easier life and uh, he looks smart on TV because he's smart on TV. Like he's really good on TV. Uh, so it's, I agree. to me, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like He's got to go to Arizona. It doesn't. It sounds like the Texans are going to, are going to probably go with D'Amico Ryan's uh, Denver. I don't know what the heck Denver's doing, uh, but I wouldn't want to go and try to fix Russell Wilson because I think his his time's up and Denver's just stuck with him. And he didn't want the Colts. Panthers have you know made, they've made a hire and so I, I just Arizona. Uh, does he, he was really never going to Arizona. I don't. Ever. Think, I just never bought that. Ever. I, I, yeah. So. I, I, Unless they traded Kyler Murray and he brought Tom Brady with him. I mean, I don't yeah. know. That, that would have been my And maybe my uh, sold the team to another owner. Right. I feel that ownership, uh, he, he's talked about it for years and years and years about uh, competency and, you know, you know in, in terms of ownership and front office. And uh, they have a new front office. And the owner has not been a great owner in over years. So I, I assume he's not going to get one of these jobs or even take it. And who knows what happens next year. Uh, here's what's also interesting. Uh, in the midst of championship game weekend, all of a sudden, Mike McCarthy fires Kellen Moore, and he's basically fired the whole staff outside of Dan Quinn, and now the heat's going to be really on him in Dallas. Yes. That's never going to go away until Mike nope. McCarthy's gone. So maybe that situation takes a turn uh, next offseason and – Sean ends up in Dallas for like the 17th time. We've uh, assumed that. You you know how much Jeff Duncan loves Mike McCarthy. He hates when I bring that up. He hates <laughs> when I say that. And I said it three weeks ago. I said, it, I said if Mike McCarthy loses that first playoff game, he's getting fired. And I think that's where Sean Payton's going to go. And then when he won the game, and I'm like, well, if he does the same exact thing next year and doesn't go any further, 
Mike McCarthy, and I just do it just just to like stick you know stick a little needle in him because that but is how you wrong. get. You're not I wrong. know, but that, that's how you get Jeff Duncan riled up. You start talking about guys he really likes, and he loves <laughs> Mike Hill? McCarthy. Should we just go on to Taysom Hill? Track? Oh, Taysom Hill, yeah, you can go to Taysom Hill rant. But I, and, and I'm, but I'm not joking now. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm if not, Mike I'm McCarthy, not about that. Yeah, I agree. If, if Mike McCarthy isn't, if the Cowboys aren't overwhelming next year, and they got a chance to bring in Sean Payton, Jerry Jones could care less what pick or what amount of money he gives away to get the guy he wants. He's never cared. He could have the first pick of the draft. And Jerry Jones, if that's what it took to get the guy he wants, he'd do it. Well, Jerry's also not getting any younger. And I'm pretty sure uh, he wants no to doubt. win a Super Bowl um, before he dies. I mean, let's just Good be real frank that. about it. So, uh, at that at that point, why, why not? It's not like they don't have talent in Dallas. They got a ton of talent. Right. And that's why you make the move. Uh, and it's not like giving up a draft pick, a first-round pick. That wouldn't really would crush airlines. Dallas, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, you know, that's that's always going to be in the realm of possibility, no question. Yeah, I, I think honestly, to me, and, and things can change over the course of a year, but I think there's only three teams that he's that it that he has a chance to go to, in my opinion. I mean, again, things could change over the course of a year. We don't, we never know what can happen next year, uh, but I think it's Cowboys one, Chargers. 2A and Saints 2B. I mean, because people, if DA has a bad year next year, and I mean, maybe a little worse than this year, and I think there's a chance that happens. But, you know, and this, this pipe dream, and I, I, I don't necessarily think it's the best thing with the Saints, but I think that if DA has another off year, Mickey was never going to fire DA after one season unless it was really, really bad. But if he has another bad season, the door uh, closes on DA. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Sean Payton comes back. I'm surprised you didn't put the Saints higher, honestly. <laughs> because if they flounder again, I think they they'll they'll pull the ripcord. Uh, it, this is a it, it's just the it, same stagnate stagnation. I mean, if they, things get worse, and uh, it, now the Saints become more of a rebuild for sure. I mean, after this year, uh, well, after well, they should be rebuilding now, but that's a whole different story. Right. Well, well, I'm curious to see yeah, how much they, they go into that this time. But I'm leery about the Chargers, though. Uh, I, I really am. I don't think he trusts their ownership either. Uh, I know. And, and they're even if they win, they're still like they're still at minimum at best third fiddle in L.A. I mean, they're never going to top the Dodgers and they're never going to top the Lakers. And winning changes everything. Do, do people really give uh, two craps about the Rams? anymore they won once and now what are they nothing so guess what well i know they the forget chargers, in a hurry the, the chargers are even below the rams and they made the playoffs like people don't care about the they chargers. cared back when they were winning all the time which was a while ago you know i mean you got to go back to vince Ferragamo and stuff like that but when they were winning back in the day vince, going Vera, to Super Bowl. Vin, vince lombardi uh you know no that's no people don't care no they're not I'm gonna care about the chargers people are never gonna care about the chargers people barely care about See, the rams so you're saying like that 12 seconds and now they no one cares about him anymore. You're saying Sean Payton wouldn't go to a team that no one cares about because he wants to see himself on TV or something. I don't understand what you're, what you're trying to say. He wants to be a superstar. He's not going to be a superstar in LA. He's just not. I mean, I, that, that's to me. Like if Payton goes to Dallas and wins the Super Bowl, he will be in the Hall of Fame. He will be one of the most revered coaches he saved the cowboys like that's it's different there 
It's not. So he's not. It's not going to be the same. I mean, is it ego? Sure, part of it's ego. It's I was say. So you're, you're saying that he? Yeah. There's a reason why he wears a visor because they probably don't have a hat to fit the size of his head because it just grows on. I know someone else who wears a, a visor. I haven't worn a visor in a long time because uh, the reason why I wore a visor because I used to keep my hair so frat boy long uh, <laughs> and to keep it out of my eyes. But I don't keep it that long anymore. So that I, I'm telling you. Did you finally grow really up? I wear visors. Look, I'm, I'm 43, man. I mean, I, I got to grow up at some point, right? Or do I not? No, no you, re- you really don't. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm older than you. I mean, I don't need to mention the age. But, I mean, you know, I they say that. Does having an 11 year old and six year old keeps you young? I don't know about that. It keeps me aggravated, but uh, I think just well, I got 11 and eight, my friend, and uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I absolutely do. Is that why you cut the hair? I think I was just tired of dealing with it. I mean, it's not like I don't have hair. I mean, I've still got great hair. I just don't keep it as long. You do. I mean, we all went to have a like a hair contest. Oh, I I know that's one. That's one thing we can beat Duncan in. Oh my. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> we could have a media hair contest. That would that be uh, that oh, we're gonna I'd do that every and... time. I would. It, I'd I don't be know. The, how. I'm the undisputed you see this? champion. You see this? I mean, I mean I they can't see it on the air. My hair came back even better than ever. Okay, you did well. I mean, I shaved mine too. The St. Baldrick's uh, about uh, 12, 13, 14. I don't know. I don't That's far it. noble than me losing ago. a bet and doing it at Tracy's. Yeah, that 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 video still is it's classic. <laughs> you, I was you very about, sober. Uh, you were say you were about seven, day. eight, nine sheets to the wind. I remember a, a former coworker of ours was telling me to uh, I needed to slow down on drinking, and I literally got got a shot at the bar and said, "It's my bleeping hair." I took the shot right in her face and said, "See you later." I was gonna say, was it JE or MT? It had to be JE. No. Oh, is it the boss boss? Like the big boss? Like, yeah. Oh, and, oh, yeah, well. She works in Tampa. I'll just leave okay, it Okay, well, it's, it, oh, okay. I know you're talking, yeah. She, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything mean. Who knows? We may work for our, one of us may work for our someday. So I mean, it, it's you, just, I'm just telling you what happened. I mean, whatever. I, I kept work, we kept working together until I, I left for the athletics. Okay. okay well. I made a potato. We're going to leave our Monday show at that. That's how, I mean, I don't think there's a better way to go out than that. Larry Holder, thanks for joining me on Monday morning. I can't wait to, uh, in two weeks from today, replay that little clip. What clip? I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. You already forgot it. So when you're wrong, you're like, I didn't say that. Oh, wait, maybe I did. Larry Holder, thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait to. Always baseball good catching season. up with you, my friend. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, look, do you, do you want Tatis or Lindor, or what do you want? Uh, I'm going to have to look at your roster. I know this. I finished in ninth place, and I had to fight claw. I've been playing in this league for 20 – last year was my 20th season. I had to fight and claw. I have never finished in last place, and it was never harder than last year to not finish in the cellar. But I fought my ass off to make sure that I didn't. I and finished I think last, I, was, I think. I know. I well, that's because I was like, yeah, I tried, and then I was like, this is it. I'm- well, there was no way I was letting you uh, climb in a ninth. That's how important it was. We'll fight again this year. Talk to you later, my friend. Uh, don't work too hard. I'll try not to. All right, Jim. Good, t- good talking to you, my friend. Still got a little bit of that audio issue that I had on Friday. Um, I don't know what's going on there. 
I'm going to have to reset my uh, internet. I to, you know, I'm not going to go off on that tangent again. Had about problems with my internet uh, provider. Yeah, well, we're going to get on that before Friday. We will have a show Friday. Jeff Duncan will be on again this week, and he will be on the Friday after that. I'm working on getting a... Um, I want to talk to... You know, we've talked in the past to Adam Chernoff. Uh, he used to be of Covers.com. Now he's got his own thing going on, but have not been able to reach him as of yet. So, but we're going to have some sort of betting expert on the Friday before the Super Bowl. That may be a longer show than we... I mean, we have long shows sometimes on Friday anyway. Um, that may end up being a two-hour show. I can tell you that right now because uh, I'll get into it with Jeff Duncan. Of course, we're going to have Uncle Big Nick on, and we'll have our picks. God, were my official best bets. They were for the first time in, in many weeks and maybe only the second or third time all year. It was all, They were awful. I mean, the ones that I didn't make official picks won. The one that I made official picks lost. It is what it is. It was one of those weeks. Um, and overall, I had a down week uh, because I tied everything into, you know, I told you last week I had teasers. and um, But by the time we did the show, the lines had changed so much, I couldn't do an official teasers as my best bet. Well, earlier in the week, when the line was changing back and forth, I got value teasing both the Bengals and the Chiefs. The problem is I paired it with San Francisco on both of them. And had they lost by fewer than nine points, I'd have had a wonderful, beautiful day. But it didn't work out that way. Um, it is what it is. So uh, you have those kinds of days. The only thing you can do is come back, and we got one more week to get them. And then we start focusing on um, – I'll be focusing more on golf. And that's where I shift my attention when the Super Bowl is over. It's 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 all pretty much all golf. I don't bet a lot on basketball and baseball. I do a little bit, uh, but I, it, you know, if you listen to this pod last year, we had some really good guests in the off season, and we talked about golf. That's what we did. So this year will probably be a, a lot of the same. Although I think we'll probably focus a little bit more on Saints and, and draft. Of course, we got to look at the Pelicans. So I'm not going to ignore the Pelicans. In fact, um, we'll, we'll take a very We'll take a mini break after the Super Bowl. Uh, I usually take about two weeks off, and I enjoy Mardi Gras. It just so happens it's perfect this year. The Super Bowl is over, and we go right into Mardi Gras. So I can take my little break then and come back and be well-rested. So that's neither here nor there. As we go out today, and we begin thinking about the Super Bowl and thinking about Chiefs-Eagles, and if you made it all the way through this thing, bravo to you, especially if you disagree with my... Um, you know, controversy, my conspiracy, anti-conspiracy theory. If you are a conspiracy theorist and you made it all the way to this end of this pod without skipping forward, you get a big thumbs up, whether I agree with you or disagree with you. I mean, good for you. Um, see, just like Larry said, I go all over the place. So I've always been. That's part of what makes this show attractive to some. As we go out today, this is more of an eagle song. However, I when I when I listen to the words again because I hadn't heard it in a while, it really makes sense. You know, it's the song's title is "Burning Heart" by Survivor. It was played in Rocky Four, and it's about 
Um, if you haven't seen Rocky Four, if you're young and you know you haven't seen all the Rockies or whatever, you just stop watching the Rockies after Rocky Two. I mean, what's first of all, what's wrong with you? The Rocky series, the greatest series of movies. I'm sorry, Star Wars fans. It's the greatest series of movies ever made, ever. And I'm going into Creed now. I mean, Creed's phenomenal. Sure, uh, Rocky Balboa, whatever one that was, kind of was just okay. Rocky V probably shouldn't have been made. But other than that, if you go through Rocky series, the Creed movies are outstanding. So with that being said, the burning heart, and, you know, it's East versus West. You got NFC East versus AFC West. You know, man versus man. You got Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes. It really fits. So I, I shouldn't have to explain it. I should just let you listen to it as we go out. I guess that's what I'm going to do here. Come back on Friday. Jeff Duncan will be with us, and we will talk about a little bit more about what happened this past Sunday, which was yesterday, if you're listening on Monday, obviously. And then we'll kind of look ahead a little bit to the Super Bowl without giving too much away. I've kind of already given which way I'm leaning. I'm not going to give my official pick until next week. But we're certainly going to get into the Eagles-Chiefs matchup of course, we're going to talk about more about the Saints. We'll probably have a definitive decision, not that we really need one about Sean Payton. But all of that is coming up on Friday with Jeff Duncan. We hope you have a wonderful week, even you conspiracy theorists. I hope you have a wonderful week. I don't dislike you if you're illogical. I just think you need to uh, get real. That's all. And we'll talk about it probably more and buy you bets. So if you haven't watched that... You can watch that this afternoon. We'll talk to you on Friday. Have a wonderful week with the people you love. Peace and love, my friends.